If you had listened into the last podcast, you were probably expecting to hear about the pet peeves of flying this week. Because right now, in fact, as we speak, when I rec- as I'm recording this podcast, my wife, daughter, and I are supposed to be sitting in the Canary Islands. I spent this morning flying the two Canary Airline Airlines, fly Bint, um, Binter Airlines and fly Canaries, and then spend the rest of the day just relaxing, maybe by the pool or by the beach, which was only about a block from the condo we were going to stay at. But if you can't tell from what I'm saying is, we're not there. We are home. Or we shouldn't be, but we are. So on this episode of the Travel Fun Adventure Podcast, what I'm going to do is go over the nightmare that has been that happened. I don't know so much it will help you, but you can hear exactly what happened. I mean, talk about probably the worst circumstance, you know, just all around. Uh, I don't even know what to say about it. Either way. It was a not good situation. And in the second half of the show, I'm going to discuss what happens when you have to cancel a trip, especially at the last minute. How do you recover your fees and what can you do? How can you save, not really save money, but not lose money? We're going to talk about it next. Hello, everybody. My name's John Dornoff, and I'm your host for the Travel Fun Adventure Podcast. On this podcast, we talk about travel, obviously, because that's in the name. We talk about whether you're traveling with kids, whether you're traveling with pets, whether you're traveling as an empty nester couple. Either way, we give you helpful hints. We give you reviews of hotels, hotels, car rentals, airlines, the whole works. We do it all for you so you can have a good trip. Most of all, we're really budget conscious. We try to good value for the dollar. So we want you to have a good trip and have good value for the dollar. And on this episode, it's not going to start off as a happy episode. Because right now, as I said, my wife, daughter, and I are supposed to be in the Canary Islands. Our first trip ever, actually, to the Canary Islands. We had it all planned out. I'm a planner, so it was all planned out. But let me tell you where it all started going wrong. We had to get a passport for my daughter, because she turned 16 since the last time we went across the international border. In fact, she's about to turn 18 in just a couple of weeks. And oh, we also needed a new passport for my wife. So on December 27th, that's right, we're talking last year. On December 27th, we went down to our local post office. We had made an appointment to, you know, do all the paperwork for the passport. Now, I don't want to be mean, but the guy who helped us at the post office, I thought was going to die walking, you know, the 20 feet from where he normally sits over to, they have a special room for the passport office. Because he sure sounded like he was going to. Well, my wife and daughter, they got the passport. They did the pictures, which were probably some of the most worst horrible pictures I've ever seen. Did all the paperwork. 
he filled out his part. This is a very important part. He filled out his part and then was and then mailed him off. According to the passport website, there the passport office, I think it's in New Orleans, received our pa- their passport applications on January 3rd. So now we're talking exactly six months ago that they received these passport applications. Less than two months later, right before the end of February, we get a let- two letters in the mail, both of them saying the same thing. We sorry, we cannot accept your passport application because you did not go to an authorized passport location. I'm sitting there shaking my head going, it's the same post office that I go, I took my passport application into before. So what's going on? The only thing I can guess, and I think it's a pretty good guess, was the guy who you know, did all the paperwork, screwed up and didn't put the right information in, and so the they rejected it for obvious reasons. So the next day, my wife and daughter go, and I go down to the post office again, and they, or actually it was just them because I was at work. Either way, they fill out, they have to, they have these sheets to fill out, and copy of their original applications, do it all over again. Send them off. And we wait. And we wait. And we wait. The good news was, two months later, which would have been at the end of April, well, we didn't hear anything from the passport office, so we hoped everything was okay. I kept checking, and their website kept saying it was being processed. And it was being processed. And it was being processed. And it kept saying this. Well, they say on their website, if it gets within two weeks of your trip, then you can call us. So, Frank, you know, exactly two weeks to the day that we were scheduled to leave, my wife called. The lady on the phone was extremely rude and basically said, I can't help you, and hung up on her. That was after she was on the phone hold for... I don't know how many hours. And yes, I did say hours. Well, she called the next day. And this time, it was a much nicer person. In fact, everybody she talked to after that was much nicer. However, it doesn't mean they did things right. So she told the guy the situation. He goes, well, we can, you can set up for it's expedited. And he give us, a, he sent us an email, says put in this in. Create your own email. Put in this information. Be sure in the in the subject line to put the date you're leaving. We did all that. My wife did all that. Put in the date. Put in all the information. We gave our credit cards so they could charge us two hundred dollars for expedited shipping for because it was two passports. It's like a hundred dollars for one, a little less than hundred dollars, but still. And we sent and we waited. When she called that second time, she asked to set up a... They allow you to go into the passport office to actually have one printed out. There's 60 passport offices in the country. Now, we happen to be flying out of Chicago O'Hare Airport. So we figured, hot dog. 
we can just go to Chicago Air, you know, to Chicago. Our flight doesn't leave till four o'clock. So if you can get an early, you know, a morning, you know, morning appointment, you go in there, get your passports, and get on the plane. Well, the guy on the four, you know, fourteen days out says, "Well, he did all the, you know, what you have to do the expedited, but he said, "Oh no, you can't. You have to call in within six days of your trip, and then you can make an appointment to get up, get the passport." So she actually called back a couple times to try to check the status, and got no information. Like I said, they were nice. But on day six, she did call, and the lady and the lady told her basically we have no appointments available. They're all booked up. They're booked up in Chicago. They're booked up in Minneapolis. We checked the day before. Nothing. They were all booked up because they started booking up fourteen days ahead of time. So the guy told us wrong information, and then. I don't know if we would have gotten an appointment, but probably would have had a much better chance if he would have just done it and created the appointment. Needless to say, my wife called every single day to see if there was an appointment available, and or by some miracle the passports happened to show up because they were supposed to be expedited, but they were not. So come last Thursday. Was the day we were supposed to leave for Chicago? We had to drop off the dog at six o'clock to go to for the pet resort, and then drive to Chicago. I had already canceled our hotel room. I figured maybe that was a way to actually make it happen. You know, sometimes if you have a hotel resort, you know, if you you have something waiting, it won't happen. But if you don't, then yeah, tried everything, but the passports never came. I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about the deficiencies of the state of the State Department and the passport office because this should have never happened. Number one, if you've filled out a passport application, you know that one of the things they ask you is when you're traveling. Apparently, when they input it into their system, they don't input when you're traveling. Now, wouldn't you think if they would flag it to say, these people are traveling on such and such a day that to make sure they have their passports by that day? Or would that make too much sense? Number two, of course, I mean, we were told misinformation. Number one, we were hung up on. Number two, the second person wouldn't make us an appointment when we might have gotten one. You know, it's just a comedy of failures. I mean, they, number, they, this is the other frustrating thing. My wife asked, well, can you check the seat to make sure there's nothing wrong with our applications? They go, sorry, we can't actually look at any of your information. They, so the people on the phones cannot actually give you any information on your application. So they can't give you information. They don't input stuff into the computer, pro, you know, that might actually help boost, you know, getting your passport on time. And, I mean... It was so frustrating. The whole dealing with this has just been as frustrating as heck. And what do I do? Send a letter to the Secretary of State saying um, your department sucks? Or, or copy the President of the United States? Because I know nothing's going to happen. So, I mean, what's the bother? And I'm sorry to kind of be such a downer on this one, but it is frustrating. 
I mean, between the post office and, you know, the State Department, we should be in Canary Islands right now. And what's more frustrating is there's some two people we know that are getting married next month. Both of them have fiancés that had to get their passport. Both of them applied after we sent the letter back in February. They both put their applications in in March, and they got their passports by the middle of May. And yet, here we are. Ours was in their office January 3rd. We got the letter back, you know, sent it right out of the way. Of course, I can't tell if there's something wrong. Sorry, you'll get a letter. Well, we didn't get a letter. So obviously nothing was wrong, but we didn't get the passports, and it just ruined our trip. There's not much we can do. I mean, what's done is done. However, we're not going to let this little side, you know, disappointment stop us from having a trip. We decided to rebook. Now, my daughter goes to college. She, sometime between August 13th and August 16th, she will move into her dorm at the university. She... We gave her a couple options. She is off the entire week of Thanksgiving. We could go to the Canary Islands then, assuming they have their passports. Or we could not go to the Canary Islands in August. So she wants to go before. In fact, she wanted to go like this week, next week. I go, it's just not possible. You know, the cost to go right, you know, right away is just too much money. And then we have the two weddings in the beginning of July. So. As it turns out, we're leaving the July 28th. We're going to fly, and we're flying to Hawaii. The reason we picked Hawaii was when we picked the Canary Islands, we picked it over Hawaii because it was much cheaper to go to the Canary Islands, especially for hotel, car rental, the works. However, 90% of travelers to the Canary Islands are from Great Britain. Great Britain, their kids are only out of school. They go to a different school system where they get month-long breaks during different parts of the year. Well, their summer break is in the month of August. Therefore, they're all traveling in August. That's where a lot of regular other Europeans go and travel. So, therefore, the price in August were just too sky high. So, this time we are going to Hawaii. Besides the fact we have no guarantee that the passports would actually arrive by July 28th. We're not going to trust them to arrive. So now they probably will, but that's the way. So what do you, so yes, this is frustrating. We had to cancel. And of course, it cost us some money. So here are some ideas to help you. If you're in this kind of situation, to help you hopefully save, you know, not save some money, but recover some money. First of all, we have travel insurance. Now, I have a yearly travel insurance. In fact, if you check the rates with the insurance company we go through, they have yearly rates and just trip rates. Their yearly rates are not that bad. In fact, it's not that much more than a, just a one-trip rate. In fact, when I did all three of us traveling together, it was cheaper for whatever reason than doing just a single trip when I went to Zurich last week. You know, back in April. So therefore, we have insurance for a year and we'll keep renewing it because it's a good program. I highly recommend you get travel insurance. Not especially when you're traveling internationally. 
not only to cover cancellations, but I'll talk about that in a moment, but also to cover medical, because chances are your medical is not going to be covered. I have excellent health insurance. I'm one of the lucky ones, but our medical insurance does not cover us internationally. But this travel insurance, they give you like $50,000 insurance coverage. They also give you, they will pay for hotels and stuff if you get delayed. They will replace your baggage if it gets lost or if it gets delayed. All kinds of stuff. They have a really good program. I went through everything that they will cover. And pretty much they will cover almost every circumstance except for the fact that State Department does not cover, does not deliver your passports in time. So we're SOL as far as the insurance, although I would keep it because of all the things they do cover. It is excellent. It's just this is a very odd circumstance. So definitely have travel insurance. Number two, have options. Now, as I said, we're going to Hawaii now. We originally were going to fly. We originally booked our tickets with Delta. Now it was flying KLM, which I have never flown KLM. I really wanted to fly him. And that way I could have given you guys a comparison between KLM and Lufthansa because I flew to Lufthansa in April. I thought it was going to be a good review for that. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. However, we were able to re- rebook our Delta tickets because I... I tried calling them within 24 hours, less than more than 24 hours out. I tried to cancel it. It was right at the 24 hour mark when we decided we couldn't go. We knew we couldn't go. So I tried to cancel the plane tickets, but it hit the 24 hour mark. So I had to call in. I was only on hold for 24 minutes, which is better than the three to six hours. Normally you could be on hold. I talked to T, talked to the Delta representative. She was fantastic. She got everything taken care of. She canceled. We even got a refund on some the seat fees we paid for this one. So it was great. And then the next day, I was able to book new tickets on Delta flying to Hawaii. And as it turned out, the price was to the penny. To the penny. The same. Now, I, I don't know how we lucked out on that one, but I'm not going to argue with it. So, yeah, we were to the penny. Now, we also had flights scheduled on EasyJet and British Airways. I was going to do a little comparison of those two. I know Brit- EasyJet's an ultra-low-cost carrier. Not an ultra-low-cost uh, carrier. British Airways is a legacy carrier, although it's been referred to as the worst ultra-low-cost carrier in the skies. I was going to compare those two. We could not get a refund with them. But here's a trick. You could change the dates of travel. And what you do is you change the date of travel to like as far out as you can. And then hopefully what will happen is in the interview. And if you need the money right away back, this doesn't work too well. But then again, you wouldn't get money back anyway. Then hopefully in the intervening time, they will change your flight. And so you essentially are canceled, and then you can get a refund. Now, the only thing is you may you will pay a change fee, and sometimes those change fees are more than the airfare you paid for. Remember the days before COVID when the American Air, U.S. Airlines would charge you a $200 change fee order, you know, fee? I mean, for three passengers, that's $600. That's more than the tickets we flew 
for either one of those airlines. So it just depends. Now, when I flew Air France, I did have in April, I did have to change a flight there. It was $75 change fee, so not quite as bad. So check and see if you can change it. If you can change it for less than you pay for it, you may want to just extend it as far out as possible and then hope that the flight gets canceled, which has happened. Our original flight to the Canary Islands was on Ryanair, another the ultimate low-cost carrier, but that got canceled, so we got a full refund. Next up, of course, we talk, I, I, I say it so many times, try to avoid prepaying for anything. You might pay extra, but it will be worth it. Now, one thing I like about Verbal over Airbnb is that there is more flexibility in canceling. Now, we did have to pay partial fee for Verbal, but most Airbnbs I see, you have to. I mean, if we canceled that this close to leaving, which was only a couple days from when we were supposed to arrive, we would have had a we would have been out the whole full amount. As it was, we were only out about half, and we only paid four hundred dollars for a week. That's right. So we didn't get out that much money. So check to make sure what the cancellation fees are. Most hotels are going to be a day out. Sometimes, like Hilton. They have options where they have flexible and then semi-flexible. You can save a few dollars by being five days out. Under most circumstances, you know whether you're going within five days out. So that might be a good option for you. But otherwise, as I said, try to avoid prepaying. Sometimes, you know, I need to listen to my own advice because I screwed up here. Because to save $100 on the car rental, I did prepay. So we did, and because we had to cancel less than 24 hours before picking up the rental car to drive from here to Chicago, we did have to pay a cancellation fee. That's why I hate prepaying, but I saved the money, but I ended up spending just as much. So yeah, learn my lesson. Do not prepay. That's why I hate prepaying. That's why I avoid prepaying whenever. If I have a choice between a hotel that's going to ask you to prepay, with no cancellation option, that's a big thing. And an option, no cancellation, or one that I pay more, but get cancellation, I'm going to go to cancellation every time. One of the things a lot of hotels do are doing now, I've had this a few times, especially non-chain hotels, or, well, not major chains, they will charge, when you make a reservation, it's refundable, but they charge you up front. The TWA Hotel, in New York, at JFK Airport did this. Brunswick Inn, Brunswick, Maine did this. So it's something that you might have to deal with. Another thing you want to do is, if you do have to prepay for stuff, keep your receipts. And if you meet the requirements of your travel insurance, you can turn them in and they will refund you. And as I said, I have looked through all the things they cover. I have never had to cancel a trip like this in my entire life, but if I did, I think pretty much whatever, under normal circumstances, why I would cancel a trip by COVID-19, which of course is not a threat anymore, or suddenly getting sick and ended up in the hospital or something, they would cover that. Or, you know, somebody you know, gets sick, anything like that, it's going to cover. You know, a relative gets sick, ends up in the hospital, 
or dies, I mean, it's going to be covered. So what am I saying is, number one, have travel insurance. Number two, do not prepay. Some of the tours we were going to take, we had to prepay for. We're out that money. But I tried to, whenever possible, pay for the tours. There, you can go through websites such as Orbitz and Viator. They offer, they will allow you to book and pay later on most tours. So you can cancel right before you leave. So that's really good. Yes, it's going to be a little more money. But once again, if you can cancel, it will save you more money in the long run. Most of all, the best thing you can do is, as much as it pains you, and right now, this is, I don't know if it's a pain, but I'm still really frustrated. I, like I said, I want to send a letter and say, you guys screwed up. Of course, I know it wouldn't go anywhere. Wouldn't, nothing would happen. It's just really upsetting that we did everything right. I mean, we're not talking about if we try to put in our passport application four weeks ahead of time and expected to have them. In the, you know, in the four weeks, we waited six months for our passports. Well, my wife and daughter's passport—six months last year. That's right. We we put in the applications last year, and we never got the passport. But the best—I mean—and it's frustrating. But you know what? We moved on. I know we're going to have a nice trip come July. It's not what we originally wanted to do. But the good thing is, now I've been, my wife and I have both been to Oahu a couple times at least. My wife has been to the Big Island. However, I've never been to the Big Island. We're going to the Big Island. She hasn't been for a long time, so it'll be a wonderful trip. I know we're going to have fun. My daughter will have fun despite her being an 18 year old just out of high school with the same murky teenage attitude. But that's it. You just got to keep your head up and move on and fight the fight. Well, what do you think? Ever been in a situation like this? Be sure to get on our Facebook page and travel fun and adventure. And we can, you know, we can, you can discuss it. like to hear from you. If you look in the show notes, you will see our website, our email, our, you know, our Instagram, our Twitter links. It's all there for you. Thank you. Now, next week, I promise you, you will hear the biggest pet peeve of mine and I'll talk to you next week have a great week